This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning. It is a beautiful day here on a Saturday from Lockport Town and Country Club, and it is T to Green on the air here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Brian Cozio, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Kevin Sylvester off this week, although he's working very hard. Yeah, he's, uh, he's on tour. That's he's right. On he's the doing the invitational his tour. He started. The season has started. That's right. He's got a couple of weeks of uh, work on his game and his tour. So, Kevin, good luck. I know you're playing today out in Orchard Park. So, good luck on that. So, you're here with Jeff and I for the next hour on TD Green as we give you your only local spot for golf talk here in western New York. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect this morning. Uh, The sun coming up, and uh, we're on the patio overlooking the beautiful 18th hole here at Lockport Town and Country Club. And coming up over the course of the next hour, as we do every week, we give you our Western New York PGA tip of the week. And we're going to talk about bunker play this week. So looking forward to Jeff's insight on that. Uh, we will get our check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, the John Deere Classic this week. Not the greatest of fields, at least in my opinion. Many players are either taking the week off because next week is the Open Championship, the British Open. And there's also some players playing over in the Scottish Open this week too, overseas to get themselves ready. Uh, for next week's final major of the year. We'll get our Absolute Care Champions Tour report. We always like to include John Daly whenever possible. So, But he's uh, will he be playing? He's over ah, in... That's part of the report. All right, I'll be quiet. So uh, don't, <laughs> don't, don't ruin the spoiler here, Jeff. <laughs> gotcha. Good tease, though, very much. Uh, more info coming up. We've got a couple of things you can get involved in uh, with our tee to green, we'll call it uh, franchise here, our tee to green Ooh. franchise. Uh, our Duster Putting Challenge. Reminder, sign up today, DusterChallenge.com. That's coming up on Friday, August 2nd at 6 p.m. at Fox Valley Club uh, to benefit the Western York PGA Reach Foundation. We'll have more on that coming up. And our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge. Yes, it's the final major of the year, incredibly already here. We're in early July and talking about the final golf major on the Pro Tour this year. Uh, Ryan Hasenauer, our good buddy from Batavia Downs, is going to join us a little bit later in the show to uh, tell you why you should sign up. And uh, also a little bit, they're about to start live racing at Batavia Downs, so he's going to tell you some info about that. But we want to welcome you here to Lockport Town and Country Club. Again, beautiful morning here as we overlook the 18th green. If you've never played here or you want to see the staff actually prepare the 18th green, I tweeted out a video uh, at Brian WGR about 15 minutes ago. Uh, you can see the crew getting the green ready. Jeff, tell me, for, for those that maybe haven't seen the video or are going to check out the video, 
Um, they were cutting the green essentially. What what's well, the process? Well, they cut the, like the video. I think you had was of the speed roller. The speed roller, which right. uh, is, so it's not actually cutting it. It's, it's not actually cutting it. It's yeah. like a big lawn roller. Um, it's a little fancier than that, and you actually work side to side on it. It's quite difficult to get the hang of it in the beginning, and it's even harder to get it back on the cart your first time. I know from experience. But what that does is that just compacts the grass a little bit, makes it a little bit smoother surface, adds some speed to the green. I know they have an event today. We were talking to Terry Stilton, the PGA professional. He's down in the shop this morning. He's got a little event. He's running for his members. So they're probably trying to get the greens to optimum speed uh, to challenge the players today. That's right. Yeah, PGA pro Terry Stiltner. Maybe we get a chance to yep. talk to Terry. I know he's busy working this morning, but we're hoping to have Terry come on. And also thanks again to uh, GM Roland O'Malley for having us here today. On uh, Finishing with a par three. Yep. I, uh, I, I just I love the look of this hole. I mean – I don't. Would you say this is the signature hole? I know people like one too very one, much here. Yeah, the, first the one's hole near the road. The I, I would think one might be this. Is, I mean, we have such a cool view because we're 30, 40 feet above it right now on this upper deck. That's um, right. And the sunshine, and so it, it looks quite beautiful. Um, I don't know if this is the signature hole. It's one or 18, and that's yeah. pre- two pretty good holes to have as your signature holes. Yeah, a lot of great holes here. And again, if you've never played this course, uh, I just tweeted out a video of the 18th as well as a back at the first, so you can. Uh, take a look at that and uh, if you ever considered playing here or maybe becoming a member here you can contact general manager Rollin O'Malley I don't know if Rollin's around this morning we may get a chance to speak with him uh, as well before the hour comes in so lots to get to uh, but yes it's British Open week before we get to the British Open though um, any golfer of course you're a sports fan I'm sure you talk sports on the course and a really cool moment late last night in sports if you didn't see it, and I don't know, Jeff, if you did, because it was late. I know how you... you <laughs> I'm uh, in bed early. You're in bed early. <laughs> yes. But um, I know it's non-golf related, but this is a story that I'm sure you've heard of if you're listening. If you're listening to WGR, you've heard of this story. Um, Tyler Skaggs, the Angels player that passed yes. away yes. last week. Last night, the Angels had their first home game since he had passed away, and they're honoring him. Every player on the team wore number 45. They all had skags on the back of their jerseys. They all wore it. And the mother throws out the first pitch. So a pretty emotional scene in Anaheim last night as the Angels are hosting the Mariners. And the first pitch that Mike Trout hits, uh, Mike Trout, if you don't know, one of the best players in Major League Baseball. Yep. He hits a home run. And the ball goes right over the sign that they now have on the outfield that's in tribute to Tyler mm-hmm. Skaggs, right over it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a pretty cool moment to start with. They're off and running. They got the lead or whatever. Well, as the game plays on, the Angels are playing incredibly perfect baseball to the point where it ends. The Angels completed a no-hitter last night. Combined group of pitchers did it. Mm-hmm. Not One didn't stay the whole time. But they had the, uh, a combined no-hitter. They beat Seattle 13 to nothing. At the end of the game then, after the final out, they all took their jerseys off and placed it on the mound where they had the little 45 written in. I mean, just, I mean. Tough, a, tough, tough I, to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was, I, this morning flipped the TV on before I headed out here to Lockport and just, I mean, an, an emotional moment, no doubt. And I was thinking about, like, geez, I mean, that might be the sports moment of the year right there. That's what makes sports cool, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, you know, that's, t- you talk about team sports. That's, that's their buddy. And what a great tribute to him and what a nice night for the family too you know you're going through all this 
angst and everything else, and you have a moment, a, re- a reprise for a little bit where you can just relax and enjoy sports, and something so beautiful as that is, uh, is pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about in terms of how to tie it into golf and just, I mean, emotional moments on the golf course. We see that at times. Now, you know, is it to this level? Maybe not, but... I mean, this year, definitely an emotional moment at the Masters. Tiger. And if you're, you know, if you remember the scene at the 18th after Tiger had won, he embraces his son, Charlie. I mean, that was a pretty emotional scene as we all reflect back on Tiger embracing his dad, Earl Woods, back in 97 when he rolled the field for his first major win. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful moment. That that baseball moment, I think, would blow that one away, though. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tiger's won a lot of events. Yes, he's got a lot of post-round hugs. Yeah, but, I mean, just as you said, though, that's why we like sports because sometimes it can take tough parts of life and and really maybe make it a feel-good moment or a great thing, seeing guys rally together. Obviously, the Angels did that last night, and uh, if if you didn't – you know, if it's worth checking out if, you know, if you're online social media or if you're on TV this morning, I'm sure – even the, you know, the news channels will have that story last, uh, from last night from Anaheim. And it humanizes the guys. You know, everybody thinks yeah. these guys are robots or superhuman, whatever. They're, they're people. You know, they work hard at their craft, and it just shows the human side of a lot of these players. No doubt. We're here at Lockport Town and Country Club, Tita Green. Speaking of good things, Derek Kramer producing back in our Amherst studios. Derek, I know you're always on the ball, so you're ready to go here. Uh, one more good thing about sports. This week and continuing, the 11-day power play to raise money for cancer. And, Derek, I know you played earlier this week along with other members of the GR staff, so kudos to you. And I know you even pulled off a double shift, but, uh, Derek, I know you're very modest. You don't like to chime in, but I'm going to let you chime in here. Uh, Thank you for your efforts in raising money for cancer and all the people that have done it this week. I mean, it was a a blast, not to mention. uh, There's a lot more difficult ways, I would say, personally, to be raising funds for cancer. I mean, I don't like running, so 5Ks are out for me, you know, that sort of thing. So an opportunity to play hockey and do it for a great cause, it's it's a fantastic double win. Yeah. Was there some showboating involved, Derek? Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm not even, even going to try to play coy here. There absolutely was. Um, so much so that Mike was covering his face in embarrassment from what I did. The Bar League hero guy, huh? <laughs> hey. Awesome. <laughs> Just take this with take this with you, Jeff. Anytime you're on the course, play hard, Selly gotcha. harder. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that next time I make a birdie. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Derek, for uh, for your efforts, and I know everybody from GR that put and everybody that's playing in the event uh, across Western New York. Kudos to you for doing a great job there. Uh, we're here at Lockport Town and Country Club on T D Green. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro. Jeff Metis, Thanks for being with us. Uh, we will preview the Open Championship. Have we? Gone enough now of calling it the Open. I don't have to say, yes, it's the British Open. Do people I think we know it's the Open. I think because we call it the U.S. Open on our side, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think we know. And it's the season. Everybody knows what season we're in, that it's the Open. That's right. Yeah. As great as primetime golf was out at Pebble Beach, maybe just as equally as good is the fact you get to wake up and it's on TV and we get to watch golf right away early in the morning. Yeah, I'm up at 5, then golf's on at 5, and you get to watch, and it's a different type of golf, which makes it really fun to watch, you know, that – I, I love seeing the weather. We all love seeing the gorse. We all love seeing them hit little 50, 60-yard uh, Texas wedges, even though they're in they're in Ireland this year, right? That's right. They're up in Ireland. They'll be uh, rolling it up and hitting shots you don't get to see a lot. Uh, completely different, completely cool, and uh, and it's the world's championship, I guess. That's right, yeah. And normally we say the British, Great Britain, it's in Ireland. There's been talk of 
actually having it outside of Great Britain. Maybe they want to go to France one year or Spain to kind of really make it that global feel, like you had said. Uh, at the moment, though, they still love to have those royal courses in rotation, like St. Andrews every five years or whatever, and, um, you know, I Car like Carnoustie and some of these venues that we see. They feel like they're ancient courses. You yeah. know, they feel like they've been around as long as golf has, which most of them have, probably, yeah. to be honest. And I, I'd be hesitant, and I don't know if I'd enjoy if they went to France and played somewhere, you know, yeah. some fancy new club or anything like that. I think the antiquity that they play in over there and the, and the history and the tradition and even the starter that they have for the event, all everything that goes with that event makes it such a pleasure to watch. You know, that's why the majors, that's what's cool about golf. Every major has its own little feel, and the feel of the, the British is awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's at Royal Port Rush in Ireland. It was there in, 19, I believe, 1951. But Matt, Rory McIlroy grew up real close to the course, has played it many times. So he's uh, the quasi-host almost <laughs> for this event. There's going to be a ton of pressure on him. Not only would he be a favorite in this event coming in anyway, right. uh, if he's not already. He's the betting favorite right now, uh, coming in at just around 9-1. to one. That's probably homer uh, money to That some is degree. definitely, a I'm little. sure, a lot of homer money. But, yep. boy, he's got to be amped up this week. I, I feel like I, I don't see a middle ground with Rory this week. I either see him playing great and winning this thing, or this is just there's so much pressure this week and there's so much obligations that maybe he just doesn't can't handle it well and he doesn't focus and maybe he doesn't play well at all and misses the cutters. Jeez, I like struggle that. doing the radio show at my club. Yeah, because I'm looking around <laughs> seeing everything that goes on. I can't imagine trying to win a major championship with all the distractions of family and friends and your your whole country pulling for you. I mean, everywhere you go, everybody's rooting for you. He's such a likable guy uh, in his home country. It the pressure, I mean, it's self applied pressure mostly, but it, it's tough to stay focused. I, hopefully, those hmm, probably five hours that they're on the golf course. He can just focus on the golf and when he needs to get focused, you know, or maybe that comfort level of being at home and maybe sleeping, you know, seeing his old friends and everything else may help him play better. You never know. Like you say, it's, it's, it's feast or famine, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, so McElroy is the betting favorite for next week's Open Championship. Probably, as you would guess, if I said who's next, you'd My probably man. say Brooks Kepka. Yes, yep. he's next. Um, he uh, doing his tour of uh, what famous people do at the ESPYs this week with his girlfriend, Jenna Sims. Oh, and, did he? Uh, yes. Yeah, they were well-dressed and things like, of course. He's 11-1. to 1. Rory, 9-1. to 1. Kepka 11-1. to 1. Uh, And then Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, and John Rahm, who won last week at the Irish Open, that's why that's gone up, is 16-1. to 1. Justin Rose, 20-1. to 1. Molinari, Fleetwood, Shoffley in that 25-1 to 1 range, and then Fowler, is 30 to 1. Can't they wager right at the event there? I, it, I believe in Great Britain you can just. Yes. They have areas or at least, I don't know if it's mobily or if it's you know electronically or things like that, but you can. But, yeah, I mean, it's much easier. Obviously, there's states now in the U.S. that are starting to make this. New mm -hmm. Jersey maybe the closest one uh, here to our proximity here in New York State. But um, I'm sure soon we'll see New York. Well, New York State is... Close, but, but they're fast with legislation, right. so it'll it'll happen quickly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, we have Ryan Hasenauer coming up from Batavia Downs. We'll uh, maybe we'll get an update from Ryan on where that stands in terms of uh, sports legalized gambling um, in uh, in New York State coming up. But yeah, the the British is so good for as you said the traditions. And one thing is is a, it's a nice transition here into our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, and maybe you can do this two faceted. Is that pros? On the PGA Tour, a lot of times, especially around the green, I wouldn't say in the fairway, but around the green, they like being in bunkers versus being in the rough. 
the tougher the course, where the rough is tougher, even the more so where pros would rather be in the bunker. Um, first of all, just for maybe those that wouldn't understand why that would be, because for a lot of amateurs, they don't like being in the bunker over anything. But why do the pros like being in the bunker more than maybe thick or rough around the green? Well, a bunker, you, your lie is predictable. Um, the bunkers are pretty much consistent at these major venues from event to event. The sand's consistent. Where the rough is thick and it's unpredictable, your lie can be down at the bottom, it can be sitting up on top, and the, that tall grass and that long grass wants to stop that club, grab that club, twist that club, and it makes it harder to control the trajectory of the ball coming out of the grass So and how, you know, where, how it's going to roll, et cetera, et cetera, because the club face doesn't actually, as in a bunker shot, the club face doesn't actually contact the back of the ball a lot in the rough. So there's too many variables. Typically, when you're in that long rough, you have to create a lot of speed to hit the ball a short distance. In a bunker, you've got it's a known entity. It's a simple shot once you understand the concept of it. Um, you just, you real all you're going to do is you just open up the blade a little bit. Sand wedges are a different club than the rest of the clubs in your golf bag. They have um, the trailing edge. It's hard to visualize. Maybe the leading edge or the the front edge of the golf club is actually above the bottom edge. There's a a bottom edge of the golf club that's below that. So we call that bounce angle. And what that does is like an airplane wing, it actually allows the club to skip through the sand where your regular clubs like your 7, 8, 9 irons don't have bounce. They have, uh, they'll actually want to dig into the sand. Uh, so that club, if you sit there, if you have a 60 degree wedge, you go in the bunker, you have 10 degrees of bounce, you open it up 4 or 5 degrees too, you add a little bit more bounce and that club glides through the sand almost effortlessly and it makes it a simpler shot. Um, you know, to make this shot simple, it's most of, I, I have three fundamentals that I teach people with bunker play. First of all, you open up the blade. So you, you turn that blade open to add more loft to it, then take your grip. Don't take your grip and twist your wrists or hands open. Open it up, put the ball forward in your stance. When the ball's back in your stance, you'll tend to dig, okay? And then aim a little bit left. It's, for most players, it's easier if you have an open stance to hit this shot. So you have it forward in your stance, open blade, and you aim a little bit open. And then it's zip. Most people don't have enough speed. It's hard for beginners or people with low club head speeds to hit good bunker shots because they don't create enough speed. You're hitting that ball out on a cushion of sand. You're only going to hit an inch or two behind the ball. Most amateurs are going to take a big gouge of sand. Most good players are taking a real small, thin divot of sand, and it makes a nice little thump. So if you go in the bunker and you practice hitting that bottom edge of the golf club, not the leading edge, the bottom edge with the club face open, and hit a bunch of just practice hitting the, hit, draw a line in this bunker and try to hit that spot every time and then go put a golf ball two inches in front of it and zip through and see what happens you should have more success and then there's ways to control your trajectory out of the sand too you know you can have a little shallower attack to hit it lower and longer you can have a little steeper attack to pop it up quicker yeah. so there's a lot of a lot of variables a lot of you have a lot of options when you're in, in the sand where when you're next to the green and greenside rough your options become limited yeah now in terms of the if you have a nice flat lie mm -hmm. that makes that shot easier but sometimes you're in the bunker and the ball's below your feet sometimes it's above your feet if it's above your feet that actually makes it easier right it depends yeah sometimes it'll get the toe to dig or something but um yeah the ball is going to come out a little bit pulled then just like it would on the fairway to so the left you're saying yeah right I'm, I'm okay. talking about a right-handed golfer yeah. I, I apologize so yeah if you're you're when if the ball's above your feet you want to aim a little bit right okay. and you have to come in a little bit shallower uh, because you're, you've got that slope to deal with. Yeah. Same thing when the ball is below your feet. Yeah, it's a, maybe a little bit tougher for most because you need to maintain your posture through it, bend from the waist a little bit more, and you're going to aim a little bit left because that ball is going to want to come out a little bit right. And, and if you aim left and you've got an open blade and the ball is below your feet, 
that ball, once it hits, as a right-handed golfer, is going to spin to the right. It's going to roll right once it gets on the green. Okay. So that's something to be factored. Uphill lies, what I see when, the, when you have an uphill lie, what I see with a lot of people is their shoulders are level to the horizon. You want to get that your shoulders a little bit more level to the slope that you're trying to play up and swing up the slope instead of into that slope. A lot of people just plug it right into the slope. I mean, there's a shot you can hit like that. But for most shots, you want to follow the club up the slope. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what you said, too, about making sure you have the proper swing through it. I feel mm -hmm. like when I see you know, guys that I'm playing with, the most miss is that, okay, they go back, and it seems fine, but then all of a sudden there's that deceleration and that, oh, I'm going to go slow, and then boom. It's, it's a chunk, and then the ball doesn't even get out of the bunker. You have to have, I call it zip. You want to yeah. zip through the ball. I want to cut through that ball aggressively. What happens, too, sometimes is people open up that blade too much, and that bounce, they just skip right into it and blade it. Yeah. So there's a fine line there. Firmer sand, you're going to, you know, that blade won't be, if you're in wet sand, you don't want that blade too far open, you, maybe even square, because you do want it to dig a little bit. Really light, fluffy sand, you'll tend to have the club face a little bit more open, take a longer, shallower cut of sand. It's, you know, you don't see it before most rounds. You see most people just hit drivers before a round. Good players are going to go hit some bunker shots to get a feel what the sand will be like for the day. Um, every place has different sand. Every You know, as long as the sand's consistent, that's what people like. But if you go and hit a few bunker shots, you'll get a feel for the sand that day, and it'll make you a lot more confident. It, once you understand bunker play, it does become kind of easy. Uh, it's much easier than hitting from long rough around the green. Yes. Yeah. And the bunkers that you'll see this week in Ireland, upcoming next week at the Open Championship, they are much more penalizing. They, you, sometimes you hear the word pot bunkers and things uh -huh. like that. Uh, they're much more penalizing. Sometimes you even see cameras in the bunkers because they're so deep uh, on the broadcast when we watch the Open Championship. These are the bunkers the pros definitely are trying to avoid. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> I haven't said all that. That's a different story. Yeah, because yeah. those are they're small in circumference and they're deep. So you don't and, – and the lips are high on them, so you, there's not a lot of options to, to pitch it towards the hole. You'll see them have to pitch out sideways. They'll probably have those sod bunkers with the faces, um, steep yeah. faces. Um, you have to be a pretty skilled bunker player just to get it back in play sometimes. So those well, – I forget what event it was. Tiger, I don't think he hit his driver two or three times that week because he was trying to avoid the, uh, the bunkers at the British Open the one year. Pretty sure he won that year. Yep. And he kept it short of the bunkers, kept it out of the bunkers, and that was his plan all week because they are so penal over there. Where over uh, over here in the States, a lot of times the bunkers are, you'll be aiming for them. You know, if you're at Augusta or something or at the U.S. Open, you're aiming for bunkers sometimes, trying to, so it's much easier to get up and down. Excellent. Good advice there on bunker play. And ultimately, if you don't like it, well, they'll just don't hit it. Anymore. Yeah, hit a better shot. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my advice after Jeff gave you how to do it. My advice is just don't hit it in there if you don't like to play in there. But, yeah, some some of the pros definitely like to prefer it uh, a little more than being in the rough around the green. But you're right, control the lie, predictability, controlling the spin a little more. I mean, yep. there's some of the reasons why the pros uh, do prefer to be in the bunker versus And if you don't have a rough. sand wedge, it is a little more difficult. So if you're a newer golfer or something, you don't have a club that has an S on the bottom. Go get a sandwich. Yeah, go get a used sandwich or something because it does make a difference in bunkers. Okay, there's a follow-up from me there. The mm -hmm. degree of the club that you sh should be using, does that can that change on, on a greenside bunker shot? Or is there a time where you'd say, okay, I, I need the, the pin's closer, I need more loft, I would take a 56 or something like that or a 60? Like, or I have four wedges. I have a 48, yeah. 52, 56, and a 60. I typically will use my 56 and 60 for most of my bunker shots, my 60 for the shorter, higher ones. If you need my, to carry it more If I 56? need to carry it more, 56. If yeah. I have a 40- or 50-yard bunker shot, I'll use my 52. It yeah. still has a little bit of bounce. I'll open it up, come in a little shallower. It makes it so you don't have to swing as fast or as create as much speed to project that ball. It'll come out a little lower. Um, same concept, same principles. 
But if you uh, if you have one core wedge, uh, for most people, if they just find one wedge they're comfortable with in the bunkers, a lot of times that'll be the 56 or the 60. Okay, good advice there from Jeff. Our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. PGA Pro Jeff Minas, along with me, Brian Colziel, Derek Kramer producing back in our Amherst studios. Kevin Sylvester has the week off. Thanks for being with us here on Tee to Green as we are at Lockport Town and Country Club. Before we go to break, let's get our PGA Tour Champions Report brought to you by Absolute Care, affordable adult-assisted living. And we will see some Champions Tour players playing next week at the Open Championship. The course, the setup sometimes lends itself that we see older players. Even Tom Watson, we've seen have a chance to win it. Uh, you know, we, we saw Darren Clark as an older player win it. Uh, so that setup, the course, usually where length isn't always the ultimate number one premium, maybe like we see at other events. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of Champions Tour players in this event. You'll see Jimenez playing in this, Singh playing in this. Maybe Bernhard. Longer, I'm sure. You know, things like that. Tom Watson... Well, the, and a lot of the reason is, too, is that the following week is usually when they have the senior, uh, the British Open. For that. So a lot of these guys travel over and play in both. One person, though, that will not is John Daly play next week. That's where we get our absolute care here. Champions to report. Uh, Daly requested, as he did uh, at the PGA Championship, to have a cart due to his knees condition. His, his knees have been bothering him. And uh, essentially he has the version of what you and I would get to be, like a doctor's note to get out of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has that to try to petition the PGA Tour for uh, the PGA Tour and the PGA of America for some of the events. The PGA of America awarded him a cart at the PGA Championship. Which I disagree um, with, but yes. But the RNA that runs the Open Championship denied it, so he won't be playing in it. So I was going to ask you if you agree or disagree, but you kind of <laughs> told me. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, And, and their, their response was good. You know, it's an in- integral part of the game that walking and, and it's part of the game and there's there they i feel they're a little where uh, golf in america i feel we're becoming more uh we're adapting to what's going on they still hold on to their traditions uh very very well um you know they yeah walking is part of the game they walk more frequently over there than we do i believe it's it's still a part of the game you know they, i know they can on the senior tour take a cart walking is part of the game they're sticking to that. If you're not fit or healthy enough to walk, that we're sorry, but you that's the rules you got to follow. So I I think they made the right decision. I think it's a great, you know, if he I thought he was going to try to tough it out. That's what he said initially. Has he changed his mind since then? Yeah. Oh. Is it well, I mean, I, from what yesterday's story said that I was reading on it, it said that he's uh he's not going to play. Okay. So, and you know what, he's it, he wasn't going to win. I mean, he wasn't going to win. You're right. No. But it's interesting like to see how tough of a draw or, or just uh, you know how how tough it would be for him to try to battle through. But anyway, okay, we'll step aside here from Lockport Town and Country Club. When we come back, more from Lockport here. We'll get our PGA Tour leaderboard check of the John Deere Classic. Uh, 745, Ryan Hasenauer from Batavia Downs on our upcoming Majors Challenge that you should sign up and be for here as we roll on. Lots more here from Lockport Town and Country Club with PGA Pro Jeff Medes. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us here on Tee to Green on WGR. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball, and by Donald Ross, the world's finest golf apparel, and by New Era Golf, headwear engineered to perform that never sacrifices style. 
back at Lockport Town and Country Club. Thanks for being with us on an absolutely perfect morning here at Lockport. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. We'll speak with the PGA Pro here at Lockport, Terry Stiltner, in just one moment. But you heard it is time for a check of our PGA Tour leaderboard, the John Deere Classic this week. Uh, most of the big names that uh, you may recognize that are favorites next week at the Open Championship are overseas likely already, either playing in this week's Scottish Open or just taking the week off to prep for the event. Uh, but right now, Jonathan Vegas is your leader through two rounds. He is at 13 under par. He shot a 62 yesterday. Andrew Landry, one shot back at minus 12. Uh, Lucas Glover, the 2009 U.S. Open champion from Bethpage Black. He is in third place at minus 11. But uh, as we said, normally I scroll down and give you, hey, here's some more of the big names. There's not too many. The highest ranked player in the world this week playing is Charles Howell III, 55th in the world. Jeez. So the John Deere really took a hit this week with this new schedule this year. Uh, not a lot of players are playing in it. Most of them may be getting over to Ireland and uh, getting themselves acclimated to get ready to go for the Open next week. I wonder how it affects their gate, um, you know, with the charities and everything else. Um, still, somebody's got to have that slot. I, I'm pretty sure they run a flight directly from there to yeah, the golf course. To get people on to Sunday play. night also. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, we've had some tournaments the last few weeks with maybe some lesser names playing in it. But we've had some first-time winners and some really cool stories. Matt Wolf won last week. Saw that. And has a very interesting swing. But let's bring in PGA Pro Terry Stiltner here for a few minutes. Terry's been busy this morning getting ready for an event, but uh, he's been kind enough to share a few minutes. Terry, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us back. I know a little different weather than when uh, we were back here in early, early uh, what was it, late April, early May. <laughs> yes. yes. A little snow and rain. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think we had like a little snow-rain mix, but boy, what a difference it's been here and after, I mean, let's face it here. Let's not beat around the bush. It was an awful spring for golf, but Correct. it seems now like summer is off and running with golf. How's everything been here at Lockport? Everything's been great. Uh, the weather's been obviously fabulous with the, the heat and humidity. Uh, golfers are coming out, and golf course is in wonderful shape. Uh, so a lot of our members and our guests are enjoying the facility right now. Yeah, it looks absolutely perfect out there. And just, I mean, how the golf courses have been able to recover. I mean, it's just sprinklers are going. Well, who thought we'd see sprinklers this year? Yeah, that's good to see. Exactly. Yeah, we've had, what, four or five dry days in a row, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Well, Terry, as you've gotten to kind of get to know this golf course more and more over the year here with your being your first year here, um, what have been some of the things that you've really enjoyed about working with it? Uh, number one, the members. Yeah. And number two, obviously, the golf course. The greens are absolutely perfect uh, right now. We had a, a number of guests come out and play yesterday with some members, and they've all commented yesterday how perfect the greens were how quickly they were yeah that's one thing i would definitely say i mean for the times that when i've come to play here the conditions are usually perfect and the areas around the bunkers and around the greens i mean you guys just do a, you and your staff just do a great job of making that look great yeah you can thank the superintendent for that jason uh his staff does a tremendous job out there and uh we're actually very lucky to have them yeah they d do just such great work i mean we're over here on the patio overlooking 18 and it looks spectacular but uh, I know some of the bunkering out on the course and the greens and the fairways are just uh, just perfect. If you've never come and played it here, uh, you know, feel free to contact Terry. You can contact the general manager, Rollin O'Malley, and uh, I know that they're always more than welcome to have people out and check out the place and play a few holes and see if you like the golf course. What's so great about this golf course, too, no matter what you like about a golf course, it seems like there's a hole out here, Terry, that, that has it. It's it's a nice exactly. variety of holes. Exactly. Um Lockport is really a hidden gem um, up here in Niagara County. Uh, a lot of people uh, think we're off the beaten path, but really we're not. We're 30 minutes from downtown Buffalo, 
and you know an hour from Rochester so um, we're rather lucky uh, with the you know the golf course itself because you can play here all every week and you'll have a different golf course every day that's right we uh, last segment with Jeff we did our Western New York PGA tip of the week on bunker play uh, around the green side mm -hmm. and things like that so I'd love to get your two cents on what you think are some maybe some key components of hitting a successful bunker shot around the green um, number one, acceleration. Um, have a slightly open stance and make sure you accelerate through the golf ball and um, make sure you do not decelerate. Uh, just make sure that golf club is going through the golf ball. Obviously, hit an inch or two behind the golf ball. Propel the sand out. Let the sand and the club head and the power knock the ball out. That's the one thing you said, Jeff. You said yeah. you I see people don't take enough speed through it, right? Yeah, Because like they're the nervous. They're, they're close <clears throat> to the pin. They get nervous, yeah. Yeah, it, it's confidence, too. You know, yeah. once you're confident, it's right. not a hard shot. I mean, exactly. to be proficient at it, it takes practice and time, but, you know, the basic concept of getting it out, isn't, it's not very hard. You do have to have speed, though. So, like, like I said, if you don't have a lot of speed or you struggle to get speed, sometimes those bunker shots will be tough for you. Is that exactly. the biggest mistake you see, Terry, just them decelerating yes, through? Yes, exactly, exactly. They're trying to pick the ball out instead of, you know, blasting the sand and knocking it out from there yeah or you see people just stick the club in the sand exactly. and it doesn't go forward yeah, yeah they just, just like a it. big whap right like, yeah, just, like you're chopping wood exactly well, they, <laughs> they see it on tv and they see sand flying and they think that's what you got to do you just got to displace as much sand and throw it out there if you take too much sand you, there's too much friction the ball doesn't come out yeah you don't have enough impetus to get the ball f moving forward yeah Terry, how about a, uh, a thought on uh, next week's Open Championship? It's the final major of the year already on the PGA Tour. I feel we're in early July. This feels like, okay, we're prime uh, season now here to play. But on the tour, it is uh, the last major of the year. Uh, it's in Ireland. Rory McIlroy is going to be the favorite. Of course, Brooks Kepka right behind him too. Um, who are you thinking about as a guy maybe to, uh, to watch for next week? Uh, Rory. Yeah. Rory, without a doubt. Um, hometown and, of course, Graham McDowell too. I'd love to see him. Pull it off a little upset win. Yeah, so he's he's quietly got him. Well, I shouldn't even say quietly. He's yeah. gotten himself back, kind of playing well this year. McDowell has. And yeah, beautiful swinger. Yeah, he's he'll he'll be a factor. I would imagine he's been playing well this year. Yeah, he yeah. he came from the depths too. He was playing poorly, right? Yes, and he like his goal this year was to try to qualify. He had to earn enough points and ranking to get into this open. Of course, he wanted to be in it with it being from yeah. at Ireland, mm -hmm. uh, but then played well, and then. Went to Pebble Beach for the U.S. Open and played well there, too, where he had won. Yep. Back, uh, what, 2008, I think, when it was there, yeah. And what's nice is you'll see a bunch, you'll see more European players at this event. You know, you'll, you'll get a, a more worldwide flair, I feel, and, and the coverage will cover more of them, too, because, it, you know, in America, we tend to be, we have that American bias, so, well, you know, the cameras will tend to go to the American players or the leaders. When you watch the British Open, you'll get to see a variety of different players from all around the world and a bunch of the Europeans, and, you know, it's a little bit of different golf, but they're still very, I mean, these are, you know, the finest players in the world and this is their championship this is they get stoked like this like we'd get for the u.s open that's right and we'll get to see terry a whole bunch of different kind of shots that maybe we don't see on the american courses a lot of bump and runs exactly. using the ground things like that i know mm. you said the texas wedge but oh yes rory mcelroy tweeted out something this week on a video of showing him he said he had a, like 120 yards in but he was using a seven iron and really like Three-quarter sort of swing, low trajectory, kind of bounce, 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 skipping it in. So we'll see that quite a bit this week. Oh, absolutely. Get it on the ground as fast as possible and let it run out. 
Yeah. Our courses tend to be designed to hit the ball in the air. You'll have cross bunkers in front of the greens, and it's all about yardage and carry and everything else. There, yeah, you, the creativity is part of the fun of watching. Remember, I mean, I'm old enough to watch Seve Ballesteros have played in these events and, you know, hit a six iron from 85 yards and chip it up there. Or, or the other thing is they'll hit a six iron from 260 yards, and it'll bounce and roll and trundle and everything else and get there. Um, so it is, it's just completely different. It's on in the morning. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. That was one thing, too. Phil Mickelson has always said that why he struggled for so many years, that he didn't embrace that different style of play. He wanted to play his game, the, which we know, what's Phil known for? The height, the carry, the spin, all that sort of stuff. And he said, I, I had to, like, convince myself that I – I mean, when we think about creativity on the golf course, Phil Mickelson might be the first guy we think about. Absolutely. But he didn't embrace that. He wanted to play his game, not always necessarily fitting to those courses. And they're going to have to shape their shots more. You know, there's a little more draws and fades and bumps and cuts and everything else. Depending that, upon even what the weather's doing, too. Right, yeah. yeah. If the weather's perfect, you can play that bomb and gouge game. It's still, you know, proximity to the hole is still going to be the number one factor in scoring. But, you know, with the weather, we, I love seeing the weather there. Hopefully they get one of those gusts. Or Have you played over there, Terry? Have I've never chance? been across the pond. Um, you, you love were, to it. Dream trip coming up. Yeah. You were across the pond this week, but I did not went, bring your clubs, did I you? I did not, no. Oh. I got to go towards Wimbledon, though. That was mm, pretty. That was which pretty is neat. Just as cool. It was pretty cool, but uh, yeah, I did not. I had. It was a family trip yes. with stuff, but yes. But, but I, your family loves golf. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> it made me want to have to go back. That's right. No doubt. Terry, thank you so much for coming over and spending a thank few you. minutes with us. Good luck with your event today. The course looks phenomenal. Well, yes. thank you. Senior Club Championship, huh? Yes, sir. All right. Good yes, luck sir. to them. Good luck to all the participants today. Uh, how can if they want to contact you or Raul? How can they do it? If, if um, somebody listening maybe wants to come check out Lockport here, you can call the. Lockport Town Country Club um, main clubhouse number, 716-433-5969. Awesome. Hey, thanks, thanks for a second. You don't call yourself all the time, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank Terry's you. still doing the PGA Pro with us. Thank you, Terry. Hey, before we go to break, uh, let's give away a spot in our Duster ch- uh, putting challenge coming up on Friday, August 2nd at 6 p.m. at Fox Valley Club. Uh, if you are the first caller at 803-0550, we'll give you a spot. Don't call unless you can participate, all right? We, wanna, we only have 50 spots total in this event, um, but if you're going to call, make sure you're going to show up and participate. Friday, August 2nd, 6 p.m., Fox Valley, the Duster Putting Challenge. You get a free spot. First caller at 803-0550. Uh, give us a call right now. Derek will get your name and your email. We'll send you an email before the event with the information uh, about it. But if you want to check it out in advance, all the information is at DusterChallenge.com. Duster with a D, DusterChallenge.com. And uh, all the proceeds there go to the Western York PGA Reach Foundation, a wonderful charity. Jeff, one more time, what does the Reach Foundation do? Uh, it supports our veterans. Actually, we had the graduation. Uh, we, we teach veterans. Uh, golf is a tremendous tool for veterans. Uh, working their way back uh, to health. And uh, we had a graduation for 32 of our veterans from our program at Glen Oak this week. We had a little reception and uh, some food and some pop afterwards. And, uh, you know, you work with these guys for a while. You get to you get to create some friendships. And uh, and uh, it's just a tremendously rewarding thing. Um, and, and these guys, uh, the, I forget the gentleman's name, uh, Bunkers for Baghdad, has donated 10 million golf balls wow. to our veterans overseas so they can swat shots and have a good time. He was there he's donated uh sets for our veterans we raise money to give them golf opportunities to teach them to give them equipment um it's it's tremendously rewarding and it's something i really enjoy doing awesome yeah sign up dusterchallenge.com uh proceeds benefiting the reach foundation if you 
Sign up to be a Tea to Green club member, you get a discount, 10% off. So go to t2green.golf and to sign up to be a member. It's free. You get our weekly newsletter every week, which is a, a fun thing to get. You get Jeff's tips. You get my opinions on the pro scene. We give you fantasy picks. Kevin's column is in there as well. Uh, you can sign up there as well. And if you are a member of the Tea to Green club, which you should be already, uh, next week, with it being Majors Week, we give away a nice giveaway on Majors Weeks. Uh, we'll be giving away an Odyssey putter next week, courtesy of Michelob Ultra. Very nice. Uh, for all of our Tea to Green club members. So just sign up, golf. It's free, and uh, you'll be eligible. We will uh, draw it live on air next week, right on video. Everybody will get to see it to see who gets the Michelob Ultra Odyssey putter next we, week. And we have the Majors Challenge, right? Is that? Yep, yep. and yep. that's coming up next segment. Yep. And also, you should be signing up for our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge. We'll talk about that next when we come back. Ryan Hasenauer from Batavia Downs going to join us live. Yeah, it's the final major of the year next week, the Open Championship. It's hard to believe. It's weird. That's right. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to Ryan next as we roll on here from Lockport Town and Country Club. Again, thanks to PGA Pro Terry Stiltner for joining us, along with our PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. I'm Brian Colesiel. More Tee to Green coming up from beautiful Lockport Town and Country Club right after this on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Seven forty nine. Welcome back, Tita Green, here at beautiful Lockport Town and Country Club. Thanks for being with us. It is an absolutely gorgeous day. For, I know this is for this golf is, for anything outside. Yeah, it's a gorgeous morning. Uh, just sitting here watching the sun come up over the hills here. Trees everywhere. Birds. Pretty pastoral. Yeah, like it a lot. We're overlooking the 18th green. Uh, if you're just joining us this morning, we'll have the entire show up in our on-demand audio section at WGR550.com. Jeff with some great insight in our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week on bunker play. Uh, we also have been talking a lot about the Open Championship. Next week's the final major. It's in Ireland at Royal Port Rush, and uh, we'll be obviously talking heavy about that next week as we have a two-hour show uh, oh. with it being Majors Week. Speaking of majors, it's your final chance to get in on our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge contest and for more on that, we bring in from Batavia Downs and Western OTB, the Director of Marketing, Ryan Hasenauer, who's been joining us all throughout the year on the show. Ryan, good morning. Jeff and I here in Lockport. How are you? Good, good. How are you guys today? We are excellent. It is beautiful out. And, yes, it's incredible. It seems like summer, in terms of our weather, is just getting going here in Western New York. But on the PGA Tour, it's the final major already next week with the revamped calendar with one in April, one in May, one in June, one in July. We're almost to the end of the major season, but – uh, a chance for everybody to sign up one more time, Ryan, to get a chance to win a great prize pack courtesy of Batavia Downs. That's right. They can uh, email you with their picks. And, of course, the top three people in terms on money one is going to get that prize pack to Batavia Downs, uh, the overnight stay, the free play, as well as the food. And, uh, boy, what a, what a summer we've had. Brian just had Steve Augieri, former lead singer of Journey last night, 4,000 people rocking at Batavia Downs last night. So, you know, if you want to redeem your uh, your 
offer on a, on a concert night. If, if we're not sold out already, we'll certainly try to make it happen for you. But there's always something going on at our place. So any night you choose should be a good night out of Batavia. That's right. As Ryan is speaking here, I'm just retweeting uh, the information on how you can go ahead and sign up. So you can check it out at Brian WGR. But it's really simple, as Ryan said. You just email us the names of your three picks uh, and a finishing winning score in relation to par for the Open Championship to Batavia Downs Majors Challenge at gmail.com. Batavia Downs Majors Challenge at gmail.com. And uh, ideally, you're looking to pick first, second, and third. Uh, that should uh, pretty much give you the win. But uh, if you do win, as you said, you get uh, an overnight in the great new hotel, uh, some free money play to enjoy in the casino, and then uh, some awesome money at the restaurants. And, Ryan, you guys, since you have redone the casino and the event floor and all that sort of stuff now, some great new restaurants. Uh, I want you to tell people about just some of the new things if they haven't maybe been to Batavia Downs in the last year or so. Yeah, so in the last year we've uh, done a little bit of revamping in the Park Place room, formerly known as the Paddock room. It's now gotten a lot uh, of a little bit of a facelift there, so it's a little bit nicer place to go in when you're having your tribute concerts and all kinds of other events that we have in there. Uh, coming up, of course, we've got the sports card show. Unbelievable names. I can't reveal them at this time, but uh, we're going to have a really good group of people coming out to sign autographs coming up uh, in October for the next show with those guys. And then inside Thurman's place, we've got the end zone room. We built a room off the back of 34 Rush. Uh, you can book it for parties or all sorts of little get-togethers. There's dartboards in there. We're starting a dart league on Tuesdays coming up in August. And the first game for the Buffalo football team, which is September 8th, they are away, of course, in New York. We're going to have Thurman at our place. We're going to have a big Thurman tailgate party. You can go inside 34 Rush out to the track apron. We're going to let you play cornhole, let you play ladder ball. We're going to have washers out there. First, as the aforementioned dark, and then we're just going to be hanging out with them and taking pictures and doing all sorts of other fun things. So, lots to do and see out there, that's for sure. Thurman is the man. Let's yeah, just, let's just, just say let's that. just say that, right, he's Ryan? He's a genuinely good dude. Yeah. He's just he's, just he's awesome. Man. You know where he is right now? Right? <laughs> he's out. In, uh, he's down at, down. I think in Georgia Way uh, with his son. His son's playing baseball uh, very well. He's on, a, I think, a, a major travel team. Been in. The, what a great guy! You know, he's following around. You know, watching his son, and it's just it's heartwarming to see. You know, he's just got that connection. He's just he's a family guy, and we're happy to have him as our ambassador at Batavia Downs. If I'm not mistaken, his wife was a collegiate golfer, a D1 golfer. That's right. So, that's right. I, yes. Sometimes I expect to see her at that WGR golf tournament because I'm sure she would absolutely crush it. So yes. We did do too bad. We had Danny Gare, and we, uh, I think we ended up uh, minus four out there, Brian, at the WGR golf tournament. Good times. That's that's good. That's that's uh, that's it's not it's not that good. <laughs> it's it's respectable though. Listen, <laughs> Jeff, come on here. Ryan's been working on his game. He's getting better and better at it. We're under in a scramble. Listen. If you you saw who we were golfing with, it's pretty respectable. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan gives me the update. He said they're making progress. That's right. That's right. It's how you finish, right? Absolutely. You had a good time. That's right. So, again, sign up Batavia Downs Majors Challenge at gmail.com. Send us your three picks. Ryan has an hour from Batavia Downs joining us here. Ryan, I would be remiss because we were talking about betting odds for the Open Championship next week. Uh, what you can tell us about the updating on when we'll get to bet legally on golf or anything uh, sports-wise here in New York State. What do you got for us on that? So probably by early September, when football season rolls around, you will be able to make a wager at uh, any one of the four major gaming facilities within New York State. Unfortunately for those of us listening here in the Buffalo area, the closest one is about two hours away. However, I, I do believe that some of the Native American properties will have sports wagering at some point before that. Uh, Batavia Downs and OTV, unfortunately, on the outside looking in, the legislature couldn't get anything done. 
uh, and that also relates to mobile betting. So you will not be able to bet from your phone unless, of course, you use one of these black market websites already. Uh, but in terms of actually making a way here in the United States where you don't have to worry about, you know, your money disappearing in the Cayman Islands, uh, you're going to have uh, that ability probably in a couple of months. And hopefully by next year, Brian, uh, the, the folks in Albany will uh, see the lights and uh, help out OTB, help out uh, all the OTBs, not just our OTB, but even the downstate ones, and uh, Batavia Downs, and you'll be able to make a wager at uh, 34 Rush and what have you. But, yeah, it's coming soon. You're going to be able to bet on golf and all kinds of things within a couple months here. Awesome. Hey, before we let you go, Ryan, um, I know you've got live racing starting up very soon at Batavia Downs. That's right. Uh, this weekend coming up, it's an unbelievable five days. We've got uh, double concerts, Gin Blossoms, followed by the uh, Batavia Stock, which is our Woodstock tribute. Two days after that, we are going to be welcoming the horses back for live racing. And uh, it's exciting, you know, having those folks back. It you know, always brings a little bit more people to the gaming facility, and everybody just has a lot, of, a lot of fun. You know, talk about a movie night, talk about a date night, talk about a, a dinner night. Come on out to Batavia Downs. It's a little bit different than what you might be used to for a date night. A couple bucks on the ponies and just, just have a good time out there. Awesome. Well, Ryan, we really appreciate your support of our show this year. I hope everybody that uh, has been in the Majors Challenge this year has had fun with uh, a little uh, little action on the tournament, try to win in a great prize pack, and uh, we appreciate your support of the show, and thank you for everything you do for us. I appreciate uh, you guys, Brian, and all the time, and I'd be remiss if I did not give a quick plug today for the Sandra Place street sale. I'm currently open for business here on Sandra Place in Hamburg, New York. There's at least six families here. We're all got our stuff out. I got kids' items, so come on down. We're trying to go to Disney World, Brian. Help me out. Oh, you cover the rest of the show, Brian. I'm That's on my right. way. Jeff, Jeff is in his car already. Jeez, you're going to leave me here for the last five minutes of the show. All right, well, you heard it there. Big street sale going on. All right, Ryan. Amberg, New York. Got Thanks, it. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Have a good weekend. Awesome. All right, All right see ya. Ryan, Ryan has an hour from Batavia Downs again. Sign up, Batavia Downs Majors Challenge at gmail.com. I know it's a long one there, but we got to get everybody in. Batavia Downs Majors Challenge at gmail.com. Send us your three golfers, and you're in. And uh, I'll send you an email to say that uh, you're all registered and a uh, chance to win a great prize pack. Uh, two things before we go. This week, the U.S. Women's – I'm sorry, not the U.S. The New York State Women's Amateur Was at Lancaster Country Club. Yeah, the men's is at Craigburn, so they were both in Western New York this week. Congratulations, first of all, Jenna Hecker, uh, my buddy's daughter. She This is her second women's mid-am she won there. She's one of the few golfers that's won the am and the mid-am. She won. And Jennifer Rosenberg from Glen Oaks uh, shot, six, or shot 217, ends up winning the playoff over Chelsea D'Antonio from Craigburn, who shot 65 in the final round at, wow. at, uh, at Lancaster Country Club. Shoot 65, gets in the playoff, and loses. But a great round by Chelsea D'Antonio. And a real nice showing by Marin Chipola from the Park Club also, who finished fourth. Uh, pretty cool event. Nice that there it's in our local area. Yeah, so the women's state amateur event at Lancaster yep. this past week. And then the men's is at Craigburn on August, the, August uh, 3rd? August 3rd. That weekend? or the, August 2nd and 3rd, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah we had the qualifier for that at uh, Glen Oaks. We had 100 guys for that. We had 230 golfers show up for drive, chip, and putt this Thursday at Glen Oak. What a great day that was, by the way. The West New York PGA put that on. Uh, kids from all over, a ton from southern Ontario. 
having a little drive, chip and putt in all different age groups. They go on to the regionals, and then from the regionals they can go to you know further on. This is the first step in qualifying for the kids that end up making it on Masters, the Sunday before the Masters for the drive, chip, and putt. Uh, really, really neat event to see all these little kids smiling and running around and having a good time. Like I said, you don't have to be good at golf to get in. There's still some opportunities. Uh, I don't know if the deadline's passed for a couple of them, but there's some more in the region that you can sign up for. Drive, chip, and putt, it's a, it's a great event for your kids. No doubt. Yeah, super fun. My son does it. It's just, it's super, it's so fun. It's everything that's great about it. Yeah. Sitting there, hearing your kid's name announced, they go up and smack a few drives and then right, hit right. some chips, hit some putts. And, and my son just loves it because his name's on the little electronic leaderboard. He just loves to see where he's at. And he oh, stands yeah. over there with, and there's like, you know, uh, 50 other boys and girls that are standing over there just looking and if they're you, they're cheering each other on and it's just it's a really cool event yeah it is a good day it's yeah. a good day for all the kids so yep. we're yeah we're, we're happy to host it and it was it's just so much fun to be around that's right next week for the open championship it's majors week two-hour show we'll be at penn hills golf club in bradford pennsylvania so derek will be waking up early so uh you're gonna have to be on your game yep we're going down to bradford which is nice. It is nice. Yeah, Pine Hills, and it's we're we're having a big event there later this year, so that's why we're heading down there. The West New York PGA is so. Yeah, we'll good. talk about that next week. Yep. But a lot next week on the Open. So, with that being said, who's your pick? I can't. You know, I ride a horse. I'll beat it to death. I'm a Brooks Kepka fan. The guy just seems to show up for majors. I don't know about the British. It's a little different type of golf, but you know, golf's golf, and and he's really good. So I'm gonna keep riding Brooks Kepka. <sighs> I'm going John Rom. I like it. He won last week. I think he'll uh, he'll give himself a chance to win this week. All right. I'll pick uh, Steve Pate for Kevin. All right. Good idea. Yeah. Excellent <laughs> choice. We'll pick Daly since he's Daly. Yeah, that's right. All right. Again, we appreciate everybody here at Lockport Town and Country Club. GM Roland O'Malley, PGA Pro Terry Stiltner, and the staff are rolling out the red carpet as always. Thanks to Derek Kramer for producing back in our Amherst studios. Thanks for all you for listening to Tita Green. Every Saturday, it'll be up on our on-demand audio section at WGR550.com a little bit later on this morning. For PGA Pro Jeff Metis, I'm Brian Colziel. Two hours, Tita Green next week. We'll talk to you then. For now, have a great weekend here on Tita Green. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.